Love the Rouser. That's the uh, Minnesota State Rouser. I think most everybody would recognize it if you're a follower of Maverick Magazine. We always open with the, the Mankato Rouser, although I think um, not everybody knows the words, but there are a couple of distinctive ones in the words. <laughs> in the words there, right? Go State. Yeah. Um, you right there? People? Um, I'm trying to gain jo- my jo- bearings Jordan here. Jordan O'Grady getting settled. Uh, <laughs> Nick Burns and Connor Wachtel in here. I'm Paul Allen driving the bus for you. Another edition of Maverick Magazine about to get underway. Um, uh, it is uh, pre-Halloween. Yep. Uh, although, uh, other than the lumberjack here to my left, <laughs> uh, no one's really wearing any costumes today. Oh, that's not a costume. <laughs> What's the name of the character, the one uh, Christmas character you see on uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Reindeer as the... Uh, Yukon. I know who you're oh, talking about. Oh, I know about. who you're talking about. I can't <laughs> remember his Yeah, with name. that red beard there, it looks a little bit like one of those Yukon Cornelius. Yes. Yes. You could, all, you could go with Yukon Cornelius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> Yukon Jack. Yukon Jack. Yukon yeah, Jack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, Dwayne. Chipping in there. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, I'm not going to bring up uh, the S word, the snow. Oh, I just did. You did? Sorry. <laughs> I Sorry. can't wait. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. You can't wait? Okay. Well, I always say if you live in Minnesota or in the upper Midwest or even north of the 49th parallel, what's <laughs> the point unless you're um, uh, going to have snow, right? Agree. We like we like the four seasons, and, and uh, Connor's coming over to my house today to help rake <laughs> leaves. So a lot of good stuff happening <laughs> this, this weekend, not the least of which is um, this is probably going to be the only... Uh, or the, the last time, I guess, in 21-22, where we'll have um, all this uh, fall and winter sports home at the same time. Because yeah. we really do have everything um, okay. other than uh, uh, men's and women's golf, which has concluded their uh, the fall portion of their season. They'll pick it up again in the spring after Christmas time. Um, uh, men's and women's cross country uh, wrapped up their regular season with uh, postseason meet down in Wayne, Nebraska, uh, finishing fourth and fifth at the NSIC meet yeah. last weekend. So they've got um, next weekend uh, regional meet that uh, they'll attend to, but their home schedule is done. Well, they don't have any home events, <laughs> but their regular season is done. Yeah. So, but we do have a volleyball match. We do have a couple soccer matches, um, home football, home men's, women's hockey this weekend. Yeah. So a full uh, potpourri. <laughs> potpourri. Uh, yep. yep. A cornucopia of events going on. <laughs> This weekend. Yep. That's, hey, that's actually a Thanksgiving reference. It is a yeah, Thanksgiving reference. <laughs> yeah. We yep. got to get through Halloween first, though. Oh, yes. So. Yes. And and Birdsey, uh, circling back to something that happened in 2001. 2001? Was it 2001? Ni- 1991. 1991. I'm an old oh, guy. 1991. 1991. I'm an old oh, guy. 1991. Okay. Yeah, the, the blizzard. <sighs> yeah. That was yeah. a lot of snow. Yeah. So 30 years ago, <laughs> right? Yep. 30 years ago 30 this weekend. 30-year anniversary of it. Yeah. Wow. That was... Um, so every all our sports were affected, but we were supposed to... I, and again, I'm, I know I repeat myself a lot with my stories, but uh, we were scheduled to host a football game that weekend, North Central Conference football game. And uh, because of the blizzard that happened, we had 21 inches here in Mankato. There are parts of the upper Midwest that have got more than that. We had 21 uh, inches in the span of... Mm, I want to say 24 hours, yeah, something like that, and it affected everything. Everything shut down in the city. It wasn't just MSU, uh, but no home football that weekend, Bernsey. Yeah, supposed to be against NDSU too, right? NDSU at our place. We actually had back-to-back home weekends mm-hmm. uh, coming up, and we uh, that's that game against NDSU got canceled. Okay. Uh, all the other games in the North Central Conference that that weekend got canceled. 
unprecedented. The league had been around since uh, early 1920s and never had a cancellation weekend before. Um, so that tells you how bad it was. Yep. Um, and it was so bad that uh, we were supposed to play a home game against South Dakota State the following weekend and our field was still unplayable. We couldn't get around. I mean, there, when I say everything was shut down, I, 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 I've told the story. Uh, we had a nice little, our first home was on Main Street. I had a Jeep Renegade and I could get around. I had four-wheel drive. I sort of would get around. I, I shouldn't have been driving around <laughs> Yeah. looking back on it. I remember, uh, but I was, you know, it goes. I was a young guy and, and um, I could go anywhere in that Jeep pretty much. Uh, but everything was shut down. And uh, I actually went to work. I showed up at work and it was there was no one there. I was the only one at work on like Monday morning. <laughs> Stupid me trying to thinking. Well, we still got work to do. Well, no, no, we didn't. Nothing happened. We really, we really. <laughs> you know, this is pre, this is pre internet, yep. uh, pre social media stuff. And so, it, but I went in there and found some stuff to do. And then went, finally went home. But um, um, we ended up playing the next weekend. And actually, um, to tell the story about uh, us, we went. We had a really good team in '91. A good team. Uh, Jamie Pass was in his first year with us. With us after transferring from Western Michigan, um, it was an unusual situation. Jamie was um, he. He would have been an ideal quarterback for this era we're in, um, th- with the way offenses are run. Um, at the time, we were sort of in between. We were transitioning our offense from uh, uh, running the option to being a run and shoot type of offense. Mm-hmm. Jamie Pass was a run and shoot guy. He could run. He was really athletic. He could run. So uh, in 91, we were sort of going through the transition, and we had um, uh, it was these back-to-back uh, recruiting classes, which were really good, um, in which we injected a bunch of talent um, into, the, into the program and uh, benefited uh, what we were doing with our offense, benefited what we were doing with Jamie Pass and how things were going, the big offensive linemen. And um, that year in 91, with, with teams not playing that weekend, that meant – most teams, um, if you could, certainly down south, we're going to play 10 games that year. Um, but if your field's unplayable, that meant maybe you're only going to play nine games. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Well, uh, over in Vermilion, uh, with a dome that they had, they, they were able to play a game. If you could get there, you could play a game. So we rented the uh, Dakota Dome over at USD, <laughs> and we played South Dakota State there in a game beginning at 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday. We had to take... Um, it was our home game, so we had to take everybody over there, our public address announcer, our uh, our entire um, uh, scoreboard operator, um, the score clock operator, uh, our chain gang, uh, all of our equipment people. It was our home game, so we had to run it like a home game. And, yeah. we, and South Dakota State, who you know has that intense rivalry with USD, didn't want to play. <laughs> they didn't want to play, but it was our call. Mm-hmm. You got, we were going to play 11, and so okay, they had to play along. They'd already played there. They'd already been there once mm-hmm. playing against USD, so they certainly didn't want to go back, and there's no way they wanted to play at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. But we went over there, and we beat them. We won, we won the game, and by the, uh, the end of the year, um, there was like the University of North Dakota was in contention to go to the NCAA postseason, but they'd only played nine games. We had played 10 and won um, our, our 10th game. We had, we had won. So we ended up going to the NCAA postseason that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we beat NDSU at their place. We beat NDSU at their place, yeah. yeah. So. In fact, that was the last game played at Dakota Field, an outdoor facility. Okay. So yeah. the last game played at Dakota Field, they lost, and yeah. it was to our team. Um, and it was an NCAA playoff game, kind of kind of a cool thing, because NDSU, as you know, doesn't lose very often at home. And, and, and it's not just a new thing. It's been going on for a long time. Mm-hmm. So um, anyways, a little bit of history for you. 
going back to uh, 91 and um, that's 30 years crazy it sounds 30 years ago mm-hmm. three decades ago when that happened and um, we had a good year the next year and a really good year in 1993 when Jamie Pass was a senior and um, uh, finished third in the Harlan Hill voting and um, we uh, beat Missouri Southern when Rod Smith was a wide receiver for Missouri Southern in the first round playoff game in 93 before losing to uh, University of North Dakota mm-hmm. up at uh, in Memorial Stadium, that outdoor uh, stadium, the old outdoor stadium in, in, at uh, UND mm-hmm. in about 20 degree weather and it was snowing. I mean, so uh, the before s- the Alaris Center. Before the, um, yeah. yeah, before the Alaris Center. Yeah. And um, so this, this facility uh, at University of North Dakota was adjacent to the rink. And uh, the opposing team got dressed in the rink and had to walk across the parking lot to get into uh, this Memorial Stadium. And their yeah. fans would line up uh, and taunt our guys. And it was it snowed, and um, they were throwing snowballs at our. I remember throwing our snowball guys snowballs at our guys as we were entering the stadium to start that game. We were doing the run and shoot at the time. Artificial, an old artificial surface up at Memorial Stadium. Uh, it was like a broom ball. <laughs> uh, you imagine what that was like, right? It was like a broom ball game. Yeah. They had, and they ran the ball. They had a kid named Shannon Burnell who was like one of those, he was a running back, fullback kind of guy. He's like a weeble, right? A, uh, weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. You could knock him and he'd give her one of these and he'd <laughs> yeah. stand, stand up. I'm convinced he had broom ball shoes on. <laughs> so we were still throwing the ball. Uh, we had a wide receiver named Josh Nelson who's uh, along with Jamie Pass in our Hall of Fame. Josh Nelson was Adam Thielen before Adam Thielen came along. Mm-hmm. Um Scored five touchdowns in a game against Northern Colorado. Was in Sports Illustrated Player of the Week, Small College Player of the Week that year. Five touchdowns and a win at Northern Colorado. Three receptions, three touchdown receptions. Uh, another one on a, uh, he was on the hands team on an onside kick and caught the ball and ran it in for a touchdown and had one on a reverse that he scored five touchdowns in a game. But he got hurt against Missouri Southern. And uh, obviously, uh, when you take a piece like that out of uh, an offense which does run and shoot, that was a pretty big deal. And we still threw the ball. We have to go back and take a look at the stats. But we threw the ball 50 times, I think, in that yeah. game. Hmm. And we were still throwing it. We got, they beat us pretty handily up at UND that day. Um, and we were still throwing it in the fourth yeah. quarter. And I remember in the press box, there was a writer named Ryan Bakken from the Grand Forks, Grand Forks Herald going, oh, my God, because we were still throwing the ball. <laughs> and, of course, every time you do that, you stop the clock. Yeah, yeah. So, um Anyways, great memories for that time, and let me thank thank you for letting me go down yeah. that road. But um, hopefully, the weather's supposed to be fifty degrees this weekend. Yeah, mid fifties and sunny. Yeah. so it looks like it should be a great football weather, as they say. Well, I was going to say uh, we've had rain this week, so the field probably has softened up a little bit over a at Lakesley Burnsy. Yep, but it's not going to be a mud bowl, I don't believe. No, I don't think so either. I mean, yeah. it's field. The field was in pretty good shape, you know. I mean. Uh, last week and it should probably still be the same uh, this week I would imagine. Obviously like you said a little bit softer but you know it's senior day for the Mavericks. Uh, we got 17 seniors playing their last regular season game here at uh, Minnesota State and um, you know welcoming in uh, the 5-3 and three, uh, Sioux Falls Cougars who uh, always give us a tough battle every, every time we face them so you know both of us uh, you know looking to get a win here and everything like that. We're both coming off losses. Uh, we lost to Augustana last week and they lost to uh, Winona State in a defensive battle of 14-10. So, but, um, you know, last year uh, we ended up beating them, I think, uh, 42 to like 39 or something like that. And Nate Gunn scored all six of our touchdowns, all, all of them carries. I remember going through the record book and it's like, okay, so who has the record here? And it was Shroufnagel, I think, with like four 
touchdown carries or something like that. And then uh, Nate won, Nate got a Smith. I'm like, well, there's the record. And then yep. got one more on top of it. Yep. So, but, um, but yeah, it'll be, um, it'll be an interesting contest against the Cougars. I mean, both of us are pretty good defensively, you know, and, um, you know, we like to, I mean, last week we showed that we can uh, throw the ball, if nothing else. Uh, J.D. Akoa, career high, like 370 passing yards and five touchdown passes. First time since 07, PA. Ben we're, King. Yep, Ben King against mm-hmm. Western Washington. So, but um, right, the record, by the way, is seven, like you, like we uh, found <laughs> out against Peru State by Ben King. Ben King. Yeah. Um, to your point about uh, our opponent this weekend, yeah. still plenty to play for for us. Yeah. I, I, you know, we I, I was thinking about this, and we were discussing this about being the about where the bar is set for football, mm-hmm. and we've talked about you know, <clears throat> it's a prideful program. Uh, we want to win out. We want to end up at eight and three, if at all possible. Yep. And, and of course, eight and three. The last time we went eight and three was twenty sixteen, and we can go to the NCAA postseason. And how, remember how disappointed our guys were. You yep. get most most programs you go eight and three, and you go, wow, that's that's pretty good. We'll mm-hmm. take that. Our guys are going. No, I don't think so. That to them it's <clears> unacceptable. <throat> yep. So uh, along those lines, uh, Sioux Falls beat Augustana. Yes. Augustana has got one loss on the season. It was to Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. right? That was a close one. It was 28 to yeah. 26. Yeah. So there'll be a, there'll be a, that'll be a, a, a good test for us this weekend. And, and, um, I know our guys are prideful and, and, um, uh, we, we've got two losses at Blakesley. I don't know when last time we had two losses at Blakesley during a regular season. We don't lose at home. It'd been, since 2016, since we actually lost a regular season game at home. Is that, is that, yeah, regular that right? season, yeah. or last regular yeah, season. Yeah. Now we've got two at losses at home. To Sioux Falls. To Sioux Falls, yeah. yeah. So, uh, our guys will come out and and um, we'll be loaded for bear. I would think, and mm-hmm. I was thinking about this as, as well about uh, where we are with our football program and just unbelievable uh, where we are and what the expectations are with this mm-hmm. program. And it's it's last thing I want to do is take any for granted, but I do want to remind people about how difficult it is to achieve what we've done yeah. uh, under co- under Coach Hoffner and and in the last you know t- decade with uh, with our football uh, program program seventeen home playoff games since 2009. Yeah. 17 NCAA playoff games. It's the season and a half of NCAA mm-hmm. action at Blakesley since 2009. I was talking to some folks from Bemidji State earlier this week. They've never hosted an NCAA playoff game and they're, mm-hmm. you know, they could. They could they, this They could this they, year. It's a possibility. Yeah, and they're freaking out. <laughs> for the first time. I, I think in 2009 we were probably freaking out too because we hadn't hosted one uh, up until that right. point. That was the first one. That was one the first one. Yeah. So I, I remember that going, oh, what's it going to be like? Yeah. And, and then once we got into it, it's like, um, you know, it was the same people running the event and our guys were used to it. And it's sort of what we do here. You get used yeah, to it a little exactly. bit. So, so um, uh, I was I was thinking about um, all the games that we've had and things that stand out, obviously, in, in 2018. Uh, that that 13-10 semifinal win over oh. Tarleton State in the snow. Speaking of snow, that was December first. <laughs> yeah. So we've hosted. I mean, it sounds crazy, but we've hosted. I don't know how many games. We'll have to go back and look at that. But mm-hmm. games in December at Blakesley Stadium. That's crazy, given mm-hmm. uh, our location. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that it isn't an artificial service, it's natural grass and stuff. But Jordan, you were on play-by-play <laughs> with was. our stream that that game, and and uh, tell us about your recollection yeah. of that game. Well, here on the student exchange, and got in to do a really cool gig. Of the play-by-play for football and basketball, it was um, started off pretty normal. Not a, there wasn't it wasn't snowing, right? If I no, remember, no, correctly. it was snowing at the start. It was yeah. thirty-two gr- degrees at the start of the yeah. game. Yeah, yep. pretty, pretty typical. But we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. Yeah. It was coming. Yep. You guys did. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so it carried on. I mean, offensively, we were stagnant. Tarleton was playing 
outstanding defensively, and they put up 10 points throughout the first three, but then that snow came down, yeah. and then the, the gun show, <coughs> so Welcome to, to the gun show. Yeah, yeah. Gun show. yeah. yeah. came yeah. out, yeah. and was it a 97-yard drive to get that yeah. first touchdown to get within three yeah. there, 10-7? Can't, can't see the lines at all no, on the field. No, 27 plays drive. Yeah, uh, and unreal. There hasn't been more longer. Handoffs. We couldn't find I yeah. checked with the NCAA. Yeah. Except for the touchdown, yeah, um, right. Yeah, we yes. could not find a, a, a touchdown drive longer than that one in the history of the NCAA football. Wow, 20, Twenty-seven really? drives, twenty-seven yeah. plays. Think about that. Twenty-seven yeah. plays. That's a lot. Yeah, I, lo- I love how on that scoring play. I mean, you, like you mentioned, PA. That's the only time we threw the ball on that drive. Yeah. yeah. Every uh, the first twenty-six plays, all carries, and most of them by Nate Gunn. Mm-hmm. But that on that fourth and goal from the five. Um, we uh, Schlichty throws it to Zilstra, and the corner that's trying to cover Shane starts to lose his balance, <laughs> and he grabs onto Shane's arm, <laughs> and it tears his uh, undershirt on that he has, you know, yep, on. Yep. And uh, you can see it after he after the touchdown catch on the highlight, uh, and you can see his arm, his shirt is torn, but he still made the catch and everything like that. So it's like. And the, yeah. He wasn't trying to stop no. the touchdown catch. <laughs> he was trying to keep his balance yep. more than anything yeah. else. But the one thing personally that I remember the most is uh, me and Brian Kelly, who was uh, play-by-play and I was the color guy, I I carry around a Gatorade towel with me pretty much everywhere. I sweat a lot. And so it came in use very, very yeah. useful that day yeah. as an auxiliary press box to the right of the main press box at Blakesley. There was a good crack, and I'm raising my hand to show it as if you guys can see me doing it. <laughs> um, in the top of the plexiglass. Snow's coming in. And I'm just getting, we're, the wind's blowing right at us, and it's blowing all the snow right in. I'm having to dry my laptop off. Oh. I'm getting covered. And I can just imagine when they would cut to us in the press box on the stream what we looked like, just cleaning stuff <laughs> and, like, squinting like it's bright, but we're just getting pelted in the face yeah. with snow. And like Bernsey said, couldn't see any lines. So yeah. it was a call of a rush to the right. Looks like we got, can't tell like you how many yards they got, but, <laughs> but he ran to the right side yeah. of the field that time, yeah. and it was just just wild, you know. It, it's like we came alive with the snow. The yeah. snow came down, and the offense came to life, and it was uh, yeah. remarkable. Like, there, there was, uh, you know, we had sweepers out there to try to yep. uh, uh, <laughs> keep the lines clear, and and uh, people so with shovels quick. and brooms, and it was impossible. We could, couldn't keep up. Yeah, couldn't keep up. Fifty but, carries yeah. for two hundred sixty-one yards for Unreal. Yeah. for Nate Gunn, and it was. You know the old line. I, I mean, I don't even know if they get enough praise with what they yep. did. I mean, they they were the main reason why Nate was able to churn out like yeah. three or four yards at yeah. a time. You know, the whole way. Because I mean, they, we were just basically running in, in between the tackles. Yep. It was it was a classic uh, power ru- yeah. rush offense. And you kind of get that. that uh, you kind of get that advantage as the offensive lineman too, because yeah. you don't have to be explosive. You can just use your mass and lean on them. Yep, and push and them back. Yeah, like, yeah. Our, <laughs> the defenders got to shoot out and kind of read and react. So it, it it all fell into place. Everything came to fruition. So the Mavericks versus Sioux Falls yep. tomorrow yep. at one. Last home game of the year. We're yep. certain of that. Yep. Um, and uh, you'll be interested to see how this plays out in the NSIC relative to how many uh, teams get in. Uh, obviously, one will get in for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not sure how many. There's We've had three from our league in the past get in. Yeah. Um, it's possible it could be just one this year. Yeah, it's possible. I yep. mean, it's uh, the region's all, cr- it's yep. all a little crazy this yeah. year. It's hard yeah. to predict uh, because yeah. of uh, it, both teams are coming back from a two-year absence with uh, COVID and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But even the NCAA on their Facebook, they 
the unpredict the headline of one of their articles was the unpredictability of Division Two, and it is it's like you mentioned Bemidji State, yep, and not to take anything away from them in this year, but like. Typ- the typically, last time you heard uh, Bemidji you typically State don't hear that name for the playoffs. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, so um, that happens. You know, you yeah. take you take uh, the Mavericks out of it, then it opens the door. I think in yeah, some yeah. respects because we're Someone we've been there Dennis we've been there so often. Yep. Um, the volleyball team. Speaking of NCAA yeah. applications, volleyball team uh, took on a, a pretty good team. Yeah, on I mean the other night on Thursday, um, the number seven ranked uh, Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears. That was uh, yep. they proved why they were the number seven ranked team in the nation and. You know, we've talked about, obviously, the NSIC is filled with very talented volleyball teams, four or five teams continuously, some in and out, ranked in the top 25. So, you know, last night was a difficult, it was an uphill battle, difficult yep. match, you know, going in. And, you know, they couldn't stop the runs, and I think we've talked about it for a little bit of a lack on the offensive side. You know, just couldn't get over that hump. Start. All three of the sets, they started out close, you know. It would be 6-6 six, six early on, you know, 10-8, you know, right, right in a good spot where you could go. But then whenever the Mavericks came on strong and got a little 3-0 run or two points to get even, the Golden Bears would go on a 5-0. They, at one point, they went on, and I put this in the postgame write-up, they went on a 4-0 run, Mavericks got a point, 5-0 run, Mavericks got a point, and then another 5-0 run to end the set. So it just, when it rained, it poured last night for the Mavericks, and they just didn't have enough to answer offensively. Yeah. Um, still still a young team yeah. trying to find its way up against a team that's been there before, a veteran team oh, yeah. that re- can respond, knows how to respond after yep. uh, maybe losing a point or something like that. And it's tough once you get in volleyball with and the momentum that mm-hmm. uh, occurred during the course of the game, sometimes you get on those runs, and, yep, and yep. Uh, it's difficult to turn the tide sometimes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yep. But, um, um, yeah. So Upper Iowa comes to town yep. here uh, tomorrow, um, in addition to football at home, and won the volleyball team and Taylor Center at 2. Yeah, and right? this is, um, looking at this match, this is this is one of those ones you kind of need because last night hurt, but I can't, I can't imagine most of them expected to really go in there and – I'd not say not compete, but beat a top-ranked team like that. Stranger things has happened, but this is one of those games you're going to need right here if yep. you want to make the conference tournament, much like the Augustana game uh, a week or so ago where they're technically better in terms of their record, but I think evenly match. And I think that's going to be the same kind of thing you're going to see with Upper Iowa, two teams that are very similar in skill sets and strengths and – this is one you got to have, and I think the schedule is pretty favorable. We got another test in Winona State next week, but it's pretty favorable in terms. We got Minot, Mary, Northern, who's been struggling all year. You get this one, and hey, you get one against Winona, and you went out very easily. Went out with the rest of the games. You're right there in contention. And two weeks left in the regular season. It sounds like two, yeah, or three, yeah, two weeks uh, left. In regular two, season. Yeah, two and a half. Two and a half weeks. They have okay. a Thursday game the okay. last week, but okay. yeah, they're they're right there. If they could win out, and it's not unfeasible. They're they're in contention, but you got a one game at a time, one match at a time, and Upper Iowa is going to be the start of it. Let's let's uh, let's go through the rest of the schedule here. I want to I want to talk a little bit of basketball here before we get to the end of um, this edition of Maverick Magazine. But uh, women's hockey against uh, the University of Wisconsin this weekend, beginning at three o'clock today downtown, Connor, and another game at two o'clock uh, against the Badgers in women's hockey. 
Uh, yes, sir. Uh, the Mavericks are five three and one with a one three and one or one three and zero record. Excuse me. And uh, WCHA play this season. Um, they're coming off an off week. Um, just knew I tried not to use bye week. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, <laughs> I get anyways. it. I get it. <laughs> uh, but Good prior job. to that, they played um, at the time they were ranked uh, number five six. They were playing the University of Minnesota in a home and home series. Um, dropped those games three nothing. Uh, Gopher scored three power play goals in that series. Uh, first game in Minneapolis, and then um, we found a way to get two goals in Saturday's game in Mankato, but lost six two. Um, Mavericks. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Akrovic looks really good this season. Uh, the Badgers are ten and zero and six and zero in the WCHA. They're always a tough test. We're three ninety three and three against them all time. That's unbelievable. Yeah, but we did upset the Badgers in uh, yeah. last time was yeah. twenty nineteen, and they were ranked number one in the nation yeah. then. And that game was played in Mankato. So. Well, um, along those lines, uh, the Badgers and um, it is a little bit different year because of its Olympic year, and some of the top players on some of the top teams are. Um, uh, with the uh, uh, USA Hockey Resonance Program, including Anna Wilgren, yep. one of our players. And it was nice to see Anna get a cup of coffee, actually uh, play in a game. And, and I think, uh, by all accounts, uh, did pretty well in that game against uh, Canada out east, I think, uh, a couple nights ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, no actual stats yeah. per se, but I yeah. know she got some ice time. And uh, there were a couple videos lingering around online of her and a couple scrubs and stuff. Uh, I, I watched, Canada, I watched so. the game and I saw her carry the puck a couple times and she looked like Anna Wilgren uh, when she played for us. Didn't look nervous at all and and uh, had, had a, a shot that was, I think, directed toward the net and ended up uh, glancing off somebody and going wide. And Anna, anyway, she's the kind of uh, player that, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in a lot, most sports, you know, when you're working with uh, as from a coaching standpoint with student athletes, you want someone you trust on the ice. And I think uh, for sure for us, Anna, someone you trust when you have the ice, I suspect that she's starting to show those coachings, the coaching staff at the OC Hockey that she can be one of those too. So so looking forward to see how that transpires before. They've still got, um, of course, she can become home and at any point. I, th- I think they can make cuts at any time, of course, but she's still there. That's what's a good sign for her. Yes. And I think they've cut three players uh, since she joined the program. Um uh, but they were all four. I think there was three forwards. I, I mean, I don't know how much he would necessarily know, but I had lunch with his brother, or her brother, I should say, about a week ago, and I was asking if he had seen if they made any cuts or anything. He said he hadn't heard of it. Yeah, they, they had. They cut okay. They cut three players, and, and uh, I think they were all forwards. So. Okay. Um, women's soccer, Connor, keeping uh, with uh, Connor Wachtel here um, this weekend. We've been playing great. We're um, slowly making our way up the... Um, uh, the uh, national polls a little bit, which seems kind of crazy. I think we're undefeated in our last nine. Yeah. Right? Uh, and eight shutouts in the last eight, nine eight, matches. Eight out of the last nine, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I know how coaches are and how uh, administrators are looking at that stuff. Well, uh, that stuff will take care of itself in the end because you still got to win games regardless of what polls are, which is just people's opinion. 100%. Yeah, so you got to play them. So, and, I, and we have uh, an opportunity to control our own destiny here. Just keep winning. Um, and we're... It seems like uh, we're getting some contributions some, uh, from other people than, although Jenny Vetter's still right there, but uh, defensively we're solid and, and we do need some secondary scoring to uh, pick it up a little bit because Jenny's one of the top offensive players in the country, but it can't be just Jenny if we're going to make some noise in the postseason, right? 100%. Maylee Mathis has really stepped up as a freshman this yep. year. She had uh, one goal and two assists last weekend. Um, 
and uh, Nadia Lowry carried her weight too. She had two goals and an assist. Um, so Maley Mathis and Nadia Lowry really had big weekends last weekend. They had a pair of three nothing wins uh, out in North Dakota versus U Mary and um, Minot State. And uh, Mackenzie Rath, sophomore goalkeeper, collected her second NSIC goalkeeper of the week nice. with her uh, six and seven it's, shutouts. It's good SID work right there, Connor. Who's winning the SID Player of the Week poll? Hmm. Who's the hot list? Is there, you, are, Connor, are you on I still got one. I think you're, you're I got on, one, you're on top one right? on the ground. Okay. Well, good so, luck with that. We'll I see how it ends up at the end of the year. Burnsy's still a little bitter. I got four. I'm still, four still a little bitter. I'm buzzing. Uh, women's <laughs> soccer's at Sioux Falls today. 6, 6 p.m. start, is that correct? Yes. Yep. And then home Sunday against Southwest. Yep, that's senior day. Okay, 1 p.m. Uh, Sunday at the pitch. Yep. By the way... Uh, uh, Coach Ball. Coach Ball's oh, on yes. the verge yep. of... Uh, he's on the verge of tying uh, former Coach Chris Miske's uh, all-time career wins uh, record here at yep. Minnesota Thank, State. Thanks for bringing that up. He's done a great job, he's of course. 141, right? And yep. yep. So 142 to tie, and then one forty three to take win. it on so Sunday. So you could take it on Sunday okay. at home. Yep. Of course, Chris Miskey's in her Hall of Fame, not a coincidence, and ultimately Brian Ball will end up there as well yep. at some point. Um, good luck to the Mavericks in soccer. Um, men's hockey at home start the CCHA season this uh, weekend with um, Northern Michigan coming to town, the Mavericks 4-2. and two. They were off last weekend. Um, last time out, they split a couple games at the Icebreaker up in Duluth, uh, beating uh, the 10th-ranked team at the time, Providence 5-2, before dropping a 3-2 decision against uh, number three at the time, Michigan. Um, the Wildcats come into town with a two and three record. They played a couple of, they played four um, CCHA games already. They're two and two in conference play. Um, last time the Mavericks played Northern Michigan, didn't go all that well for the Mavericks. They beat us in the semifinals of the WCHA tournament here in Mankato. And, and our guys, of course, remember that and uh, um, talked to uh, Wyatt Ahmet, uh Wednesday um, about what they think about Northern Michigan and um, he said well they embarrassed us last time we played we don't want that to happen again so our guys uh, uh, are excited to be home to play in front of a, another packed house downtown uh, 7.07 on Friday night that's tonight and 6.07 tomorrow so excited to have uh, the Maverick men's hockey game hockey team back in action at home this weekend so schedule wise uh, Friday, uh, that's today. Women's hockey versus Wisconsin, 301. Downtown, women's soccer on the road, 6 p.m. against Sioux Falls over in Sioux Falls, against the University of Sioux Falls over in Sioux Falls. And men's hockey, 7.07 p.m. versus Northern Michigan. And then tomorrow, football, uh, 1 p.m. at the Blake versus Sioux Falls. Upper Iowa, 2 p.m. versus uh, uh, volleyball versus Upper Iowa in Taylor Center. Women's hockey, 201 versus Wisconsin. Downtown at Mayo Clinic Health System Event Center. And men's hockey, 6.07 p.m. versus Northern Michigan with the face-off against uh, the Wildcats um, at the rink in downtown Mankato. And then Sunday, we'll wrap up the weekend with a soccer match versus Southwest. So full slate of affairs. Hey, they've come out with, speaking of basketball, I mentioned I want to circle back to yep. uh, the Maverick men's and women's basketball programs. The preseason polls came out this mm -hmm. week. The NSIC coaches polls yep. came out this week. Where are we on, on uh, I think I saw the men were third. Men were third. Yep. And... Uh, uh, we've got, I mean, we got pretty much everyone you know, coming back. It's from funny. Last year too. I mean, we don't, no seniors. No, no seniors, but yep. every, we have all our starters back from last year. Uh, you know, we have a lot of guys with a lot of experience coming back. You know, Quincy Anderson was named our player player to, to watch, averaged 17.6 rebounds a game. Got Ryland Holt, former freshman of the year, uh, NSIC freshman of the year, and um, Kelby Kramer, newcomer of the year. It, it's going to be an interesting uh, 
season to watch this team, you know, to play a full season. Last year we only got to play 17 games, which was a victory in itself. <laughs> yep. But um, uh, this year it'll be nice to see this team play with like uh, with a full season it's under decept- the belt. It's deceptive. Yeah. I see no seniors, so there's perception that maybe we're younger than we are. Oh, we got guys who played a lot of basketball yeah. the last couple of years for us. So. I would not recommend teams to think that uh, our opponents to think that we're a yeah. young team because we are. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> that you yeah. can do that. Go ahead. You, you risk that go at ahead. your own peril. Yeah, uh, and we're excited about women's basketball getting underway yeah. too. Yeah, uh, so. tied tied for second in the preseason poll in the South Division behind Augustana, tied with uh, Southwest, and then fourth overall in the overall NSIC standings. Joey Bat, incredible young talent, still yep. still the sophomore because of the COVID era. 214 points, 13-4 a game, 50 steals, tied for first in NSIC. And New Orleans native. Yep. yep. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of good talent there. Thanks, guys. Good, good job today. We'll look forward to uh, see what happens this weekend with the Mavericks and, of course, another edition of Maverick Magazine in the, in the books for everybody. Thanks very much. It's great to be a Maverick. MSUMavericks.com, at Men State Athletics. You follow us on Twitter. Stay safe, everybody. Yep. Happy Halloween. This is Racial Reckoning, the Ark of Justice. Here's 